This weekend's UFC 262 is most definitely a can't-miss event, but it'll mean that much more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all customers a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. Of course, you can still do basketball and hockey as well and win even more money. You can deposit and withdraw your money at any time, and it's super convenient. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN for your shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code T-B-P-N to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome back yet again to the Mavs Outsiders podcast. I am your host, Mike Bibbins. That's at Bibbs Corner on Twitter. Joined by none other than Maurice Williams. At Mind of Reese on Twitter. Reese. How you feeling after this week? I am feeling fantastic after this week. Who thought we would go and fi- at the beginning of the week, who thought we would finish this week undefeated? <laughs> you know, this team has been hard to, to predict, hard to feel good about going into anything, but it feels like they're kind of rounding into form at the right time. Now, I do have to acknowledge no KP, no Maxi all week, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But right now, the team is looking great, like, this, especially these past two games, the Cavs games, you know, usually we play down to the competition. They did not do that in these games. Um, I don't know, man. I'm starting to halfway believe. What, what about you? I'm, I, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I'm starting to believe the hype, man starting to think maybe just maybe we can take Denver in the first round if we match up with them oh no (laughs) I hate to I hate to get myself optimistic like this because then when we come (laughs) down you know we're gonna come down hard but it's it's tough not to believe after a week like this yeah and you know I'm actually glad that we will have some tests this week um potentially depending on what people do but we, we should have some tests this week to kind of make sure <laughs> that this is real before we go into this this playoff situation. It does look like we're going to avoid the play-in, which is the most important thing here. Uh, and then it's just a matter, like you said, do we match up with Denver? And the way Jokic has been looking in these tight games got me, like you said, feeling a little optimistic. Uh, not too optimistic. and we're not, we're not bringing out no split personalities for it. But uh, <laughs> got me feeling a little optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> you want to no, get into no. these games <laughs> uh yeah let's let's get into these games before you talk up optimus Bibbs. <laughs> so first game of the week was tuesday we played the miami heat uh got the big w 127 to 113 flamethrower timmy came out dropped 36 on their heads 13 for 24 from the field 10 for 18 from three which tied the franchise record for made threes in a game uh, Luca with a ho hum, twenty three, twelve and eight. But Josh Green was the story of this game. He came in, played the entire second quarter, then started the third quarter. 
He ended the game playing more minutes than Josh Richardson. Stat line, not that sexy. Four points, four boards, three assists, three steals. No, nah, hold but, up, brother. That's a, sexy, that's a sexy stat line to me. Sexy, right. I like that. That's, that's my kind of stat line. I like that. For my role players, I like that. Right, right. And I have, I have a big comp to throw on him right now for what he could potentially mean for us in the playoffs, but I'm saving that for later. Um, but yeah, I mean, he out, he played more minutes than Josh Richardson. And then when Josh Richardson came back in the game after sitting the entire second and the start of the third quarter, all of a sudden he was splashy with it. Finished the game with 17 points after a ter- terrible start to the game. So uh, uh, I was think probably a revenge game thing, you know? Yeah. The young and kind of woke him up like, Hey, <clears throat> And it's his old team. That too, yeah. So speaking of his old team, could it potentially be Timmy's new team? Could it have been an audition? I Don't know, know if you didn't just do that. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it to him. Uh <laughs> that reminded me of that picture I posted the other day. No, but um but Timmy, he was after the game. I don't know if you saw his post-game interview, but he was super smiley about it, talking about having family in the gym and and how his uh his, uh, you know, upbringing was in Miami with his dad playing there. And I think his dad still lives there. We know how he plays when his dad is in the building. And we and, saw it. And uh, several people brought it up, but Glenn Jr., 1988, who we had on the podcast a few weeks ago, specifically said, what are our thoughts on Timmy as a Miami Heat signing in free agency? I think it's possible. I think it's 100% possible. Uh Granted, does Tim Hardaway Jr. fit? Because the Miami Heat is all about culture. Yeah. They're all about system. They're all about culture. Miami has to want him. Right. Are we sure that he fits, you know, what they want? Now, I don't see them losing uh, Duncan Robinson. But <laughs> for the sake of conversation, let's say that they do. Based on the free agents that we know that are going to be available, right. Tim is going to be at the top of that list. But Tim is going to want that bag as well. Yep. And I'm not sure what Miami's cap is looking like because I'm not a cap guru. I don't, I don't look into it like that for other teams, just mine. But I don't think they have that bag that he wants. So if they would like to do a signing tree, oh no, depending on what we get back. I wouldn't be mad. So I'm going to pull it up just because I can. Uh, I do think it's a possibility because remember that that's why they wanted to get Oladipo um, over there because uh, they're willing to pay somebody this off season. And unlike our free, our our front office, they're, they're competent over there. Um, the idea of a sign and trade did cross my mind as well. The question is, like, who would it be for? Would it be maybe an Oladipo if, depending on how they feel about what he does for them in this this postseason or how they're feeling about him in the locker room, whatever the case may be, um, would they potentially come up off of a Tyler Hero type of thing? Like, if they feel like he, Tim Hardaway, does what Hero does, but at a more veteran level. That ain't happening. <laughs> they didn't want to give up Tyler Hero for James Harden. You think they're doing it for Tim? Is that how that went? Because I couldn't remember. Yeah, that's how that went. Okay. Well, no, 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 no. Was it? I feel like it was somebody else. I'm not sure. I thought that. Harden. I thought that was the fans. I thought that was the fans saying they wouldn't do that. I didn't was, know that. 
people were saying that that was the front office's position. I think that I think that was real. I'm not sure, or maybe I'm th- I think I'm thinking about something at the trade deadline. I'm not sure, but I'm gonna pull up. I'm pulling up the salaries now. By the way, I'm trying to see because I'm trying. I don't. I think Bam Bam got signed his extension, but I don't know when it kicks in. Uh, let's see. All right, so we know Jimmy Butler's getting ducats, thirty-six mil. Uh, no, 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 no. It was Kyle Lowry. Was it Lowry? Okay. Toronto wanted Tyler Hero. Oh yeah, they they should have Bam's twenty-eight mil kicks in next year, but <clears throat> Goran Dragic option. And there's another. Uh, what's his potential. What's his free agency option this year? Like it's a that. team option for nineteen mil. Mm, okay. Andre Iguodala team option for fifteen mil. Um, they they pay it Ryan Anderson still. Damn, I do not want Andre Iguodala to. No, 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 no. no. I Dragic, I would be. That's that makes more sense. Depending on how what happens with us for free agency. I mean, we may not need a second ball handle at the way Josh Green's been playing. Hey, I'm not getting ahead of myself <laughs> in, in that regard. But other than that, they got some baby salaries on here. Like it's pretty much Jimmy Butler's 36, Bam's 28, and then. The next highest guaranteed salary is Ryan Anderson's five million. Uh, but then it's like Ryan Anderson five, Tyler Hero four, Precious Achua two point seven, Kendrick nine, and Duncan Robinson four point seven, KZ Apollo one point seven. Everybody else is a free agent. And then you have those options for Drajic and Igadala, which very easily can be recalled, or they pick up Drajic's option and flip him to Dallas. I'm gonna look it up right now. <clears throat> What's that? Uh, teams with money, um, cat. That well, yeah. So I know. So the reason that I think that there's some relevance to the Timmy thing is like, like we said, like you said, culture, like family. That he has family ties to there. It's deeper than basketball. And depending on how their playoff run goes, they might be in the market for a, for a shooter. I mean, that's true. And he fits the the age timeline with Jimmy Butler better than these young bulls they got. I would be more hurt if we lose him for nothing. Right, like if it's if it's a if it's a trade and we get something back, that's fine. If he just leaves, that's gonna destroy us. Right. That puts Especially us in a very well tough spot. As well as he's playing for us. Exactly. Because now there's I, not many players who can just come in and take his spot this offseason. <clears throat> and with that said with how he's been playing. Uh, I mean, I've, I've resigned myself to the idea of the fact that we have to try to retain him regardless. Uh, a while ago, once the free agent market dried up, but um, I can't see them turning down whatever he's asking for in the off season. Who, uh, Dallas? Dallas. I feel like yeah, they're yeah, yeah. going to pay him regardless. I don't even, I don't see him asking for much. I, I don't think he'll be unreasonable. I think yeah. he's been overpaid his entire career. He has. I think he just wants to have a home at this point. So if he can lock it in, then I think he'll do it. And I'm fine with it. If, he, if it means signing him and keeping him forever, whatever. If it means signing him and having him as a piece for somebody that's disgruntled somewhere else later, that's fine too. But right. and the main thing is we can't lose that asset for nothing. At all. Uh, Not the way he's been stepping up for us. No. Anything in particular about that game that you really wanted to, to hit on? It was really Timmy and the fact that everybody ate 
the ball was spread around nicely. Usually when you look at the box score, it's, it's considering it's either just the starters or maybe one person on the bench. Everybody ate. Trey Burke came in and got some buckets. Jalen Brunson with 19 points. Uh, you mentioned Josh Green with his stat line. Dwight Powell, who we'll get into. <laughs> Jesus. Even Josh Richardson. Uh, Dorian with his usual game and Timmy and Luca Lee in a way for the most part. But, yeah, I love when the ball is spread around like that. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, I've been an advocate for hating all of the three-pointers that the team take. Yeah. Uh, Timmy took 18 of them. <clears throat> Out of 24 field goal attempts total, whatever, yeah. it was going in. Uh, Luca took 10. <laughs> but after that, I mean, it's really no one else over taking over five attempts. And right, I love to see that. Uh shot selection was good along with the ball being spread around that's perfect especially against a team that's good on good as good on defense as the Miami Heat are I mean Jimmy didn't play that game yeah I was gonna make sure we brought that up yeah Jimmy didn't play that game or Tyler uh, Hero or Tyler Hero but I was talking about mainly defense as far oh yeah 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 yeah. uh Jimmy didn't play that game but the Miami Heat are still a very good defensive team and coach very well so for us to be able to go out and do what we did against them is a testament of what this team can do they just have to continue to do it and that was a that was a strong way to start off the week but you know i think most people came in saying we will probably split those first two um and so beating the heat and beating them pretty you know pretty safely it was i don't think the game was ever really in question it was kind of tight the first half but we flipped it and they never really got back um and it felt like we kind of coasted the victory after we got up. So it felt good to get a yeah. win like that. Um, it felt like more than just winning the game. It felt like we actually outplayed them. We did. So, which is rare for this team to feel like they really outplayed somebody. So again, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like this whole week has been like cool. Like I haven't been stressed at all. Uh, so let's get to the second game then. The Brooklyn Nets. Uh, you know, you don't know what to expect from the Nets. We know they don't have any type of defense, uh, but they do have two bucket getters that were playing. We know Harden's going to be out pretty much the rest of the season. Um, we came out of that game 109-113. I don't feel like it was as close as it ended up looking. We kind of had yeah. a weird finish mm-hmm. to the game. Uh, Luca was hot early, which we needed because Kyrie was going off as well. Um Timmy was still hitting in this game, 23 points on eight for 16, four for eight from three. Uh, DFS had a big stat line, 17, eight and three. But more importantly, he gave KD a hard time. KD was just seven for 21 in the game. Uh, Josh Green only played eight minutes, but four points, two boards, two steals. I feel like he left his imprint when he was in the game. Um, But the story of this game was the bigs, which is comical when you think about right. The way we've been talking about the team. (laughs) Uh, Dwight had 12, 10, and 5. Jesus Christ. Together, Dwight and Willie Colley-Stein put up 18, 18, 7 assists, 2 steals, and 3 blocks. The Brooklyn Nets are about to have to beat either Milwaukee or Philly or both. And they just got 18, 18, 7, 2, and 3 from Dwight Powell and Willie Colley-Stein. So I can only imagine the type of stat lines that Giannis Antetokounmpo 
and Joel Embiid are about to put on their necks. Uh, Brooklyn's not a contender in my eyes. I think this game said more about them than it did about us. Brooklyn is a contender simply. If you have KD, Harden, and Kyrie on your team, you're a contender no matter what. But it's not as easy as people are making it seem just because of the way this team is constructed. They're thrown together. They don't have bigs. And I kind of want to speak on, you know, we both love Giannis. Giannis is one of my top three favorite players in the league right now. He's just, he's one of your top two right now. Uh, People get on Giannis a lot because they say, oh, he's the MVP of the league, but in the playoffs, he don't show up. And that's not true, but I get why they say it. Right. Uh, The 2019 season, he showed up great first two rounds, went up against Toronto in the third round. Great defensive team. Yeah. Have the kind of players in the system on defense to stop a player like Giannis. Mm -hmm. 2020, went up against the Miami Heat in the second round. Exact same thing. Perfect defensive system and players to go up against Giannis, Giannis and stop him. Who has that? Brooklyn doesn't have that. Nope. Giannis is going to dog them. Who's going to defend Giannis? Jeff Green, KD? You don't want to put KD on Giannis. You don't want him exerting that kind of energy. Not for a series like that. Oh, man. Playoff Giannis? And honestly, the Sixers ain't got it either. You want to put him beat mm. on Giannis? <laughs> We, I mean, I want to, I want to see that as a fan, but <laughs> I, I would love Eastern Conference Finals, Sixers and Bucks. I would love that. That's that's. I mean, if that happens, that's beautiful. I want the Bucks and Clippers in the finals. Ooh, unbiased, unbiased. Clippers is an interesting choice there. Um, okay, I mean, I'm Utah all the way. I got Clippers coming out the West. Um, okay, yeah, I mean, I got to see how these 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 matchups shake up because for me, right. it's all about matchups. Right. People like like to give pe- every, all these players hard times for what they do in the playoffs and stuff. But like, you can look at the landscape and see, you know, if you switch a team here or there, this team doesn't run into that team. Maybe this team goes further. Um, I think just looking at the res- the end result is a very simplistic way of looking at so how somebody performed in the playoffs. Sometimes you just run into the wrong team, um, and that's what I that's the story of the Jazz for me. Uh, has over the past several years like they haven't quite had the necessary firepower but they also have run into the wrong team almost every time um whether it was in the first round or the second round but that's we're gonna that that's a whole nother story uh as far as we'll get into like playoffs and stuff like that next week i think uh since we should know the matchups at that point <clears throat> well, not now, necessarily i think that'll still that'll be with oh the yeah 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 stuff. the play-in situation but uh, we'll know our matchup because we're not going to be say in that play. Ain't gonna, we ain't going to be in that. <laughs> we ain't, well, that ain't our problem no more. Yeah, that's uh, the ghetto. We... <laughs> but um, Kyrie had 45 on us. Bucket. And it still felt like an easy win. It did. That's crazy. Which is wild. Is I think that's more so, I don't want to discredit the Mavs. I wouldn't say that's a testament to the Mavs. I think that says a lot about the lack of defense on the exactly. Brooklyn Nets. Like, if you have a guy go off for 45 like that and nobody really on the Mavs did the same, like going that stupid, like matching him bucket for bucket, something something fell apart defensively for your team. Um, who, who was our highest score in that? Our highest score was Luka with 24. Right. Like, that's embarrassing to lose when your best player has more than 21 uh, points more than our best player. 
So Even Blake had a nice game, 10 and 10, but it wasn't enough. Yeah. There was Kyrie with 45, Katie with 20. Then it's a drop off. Yeah. And as far as like Harden coming back, they've only played six games together. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if they run somebody out of a gym, <clears throat> then we don't get into some of those situations, but that's that's rare in the playoffs. If you, they get into a tight game situation that's going down to the wire, how are they going to decide who's getting the shots? Like, how are they going to, who's defending who in those scenarios, depending on who they're, they're facing? Like, it's those tight games that I think are where they're going to have problems with just figuring out who's who's the man, like who, who's shooting, and uh, who. how are you going to set up your defense with those three on the court? Well, um, I know for a fact, I don't think KD has that ego. I think we saw that in Golden State. KD doesn't have that ego to take right. that shot. I think the only thing that'll get to KD, the only thing that got to KD in Golden State was the whole, you know, oh, they said I don't deserve it. Well, let me show them this type of yeah, thing. Yeah. But no, KD doesn't have that ego. So let's take that out of the situation. I don't think any of them, well, Kyrie maybe. But I don't, I don't think any of them really do, but that's a, that's a, another problem. Like that's the problem Jokic had the other night is that he's, he was too unselfish. Right. Like somebody needs to step up and say, this is my bucket. And if they're all just passing the ball around, then they're going to look real goofy at the end of these games. Well, I don't think, I, I don't think they will be that passive. I think they'll say, Hey, you want me to take the shot? Whoever's open, whoever's able to take the shot, that's who takes it but they're all going to be ready to take it. Jokic was just too passive. Like, he didn't know how to turn that point guard switch off. Right, right. Uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. I'll say that for sure. I was really hoping that they got matched up against the Wizards in the first round. Doesn't look like that's going to happen at this point because I, I don't think they can get the one or two. Um, and I don't think the Wizards – I don't think they can get the one. They can probably get the two, but I don't think the Wizards can get above the eight. At this point, They're, they still might have a slight outside chance, but it's going to be tough. So, um, I'm that Wizards team is super dangerous. Um, I, man, I wanted that for Westbrook bad. Bad. We both had, uh, I remember we both had the Wizards, I think, in the top six or five, right? Yeah, I had them at six. I think I had them at five. Season. COVID hit them bad, and then Thomas Bryant tearing his ACL. Also, it came out Westbrook was playing with, I think, like a quad injury. quad, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I watched – this is different because he's an old man, but I watched a wrestling show live where Vince McMahon tore both his quads at the same time and couldn't even stand up. Westbrook is playing basketball on one. <laughs> I remember that clip. Where he jumped in the ring and yeah, he fell right <laughs> yeah. down. Right. He just sat down against the ropes. He played it off well. He played it off. When I saw that as a kid, bad. I was like, why is he sitting down? <laughs> and I'm like 25 years old and I see a video on it. And I'm like, he did what? Right. Yeah. And Westbrook is playing basketball on a torn quad. Right. Bro. He built different definition of. Um, and it's just funny seeing him break the triple double record. And remembering, like, before the draft when they were like, he's not really a point guard. Like, what, how do you use him? Where do you play him? I guess he figured it out. He figured it out. Um, what was I going to say? But, yeah, Brooklyn, uh, like I said, I, I appreciated the win. I appreciated going start to finish and, and closing out that game and Dwight Powell looking good. But, again, felt like that game said more about Brooklyn than it did about us. Um, 
So then we move to the game that most people were actually more worried about this week. <laughs> I will actually say that Brooklyn Nets win was my uh, the win I was the words right on the tip of my tongue least surprised okay about i was least surprised about the next win honestly mm. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I, I agree i think it was more for me it was like i don't know what we're gonna get from this nets team but yeah like once once the game started going it was like okay we should be able to take care of business here even going into it because i know for a fact the Mavs step up against good teams and right. great teams like that so i know they're gonna give their all now these Cavs games <laughs> are the wins that surprised me. Yeah, I think most people would agree with that. Like both games, uh, Luca didn't play the fourth quarter in either game. <laughs> Luca did forget the fourth quarter in this game. Luca didn't play basically both quarters. He got ejected with like ten minutes left, right? <laughs> yeah, he got ejected very early in the third quarter because you know I was doing Mother's Day activities. I missed most of the first half. I was kind of checking in on my phone, but I, I think I came to sit down like at the start of the third quarter. And when I turned it on, they were doing a review, and um, I didn't know what they were talking about. The people on the broadcast were like thinking they were checking for an out of bounds situation, and then they came back and they were like flagrant two hit to the groin. I was like, huh? And then they showed Luca's face and Luca. I was like, they Luca about to get tossed. Like, what happened? What did I miss? <laughs> and then they showed the clip, and I was like, oh yeah, he did kind of swipe down kind of hard. Um, and that was it. Luca was gone. It was an eleven point game. It could have gone badly at that point. Like the the Cavaliers might have thought they had a chance, but uh them boys, the rest of them Mavericks boys, they were not playing around. They went and put them away without Luca. I'm, I was very, that was the most impressive part of this game. Like, they With turned it on. We got up by 30 at some point. Like, yeah. We won by almost 30, basically. We really walked these boys away. Um, I, I was in, incredibly impressed. Now, flagrant foul, uh, you know, I had to get ignorant on the timeline a little bit. Some dude tried to tell me that that flagrant meant was also going to count as attack and that meant Luca was going to be suspended flagrance and text are separate right uh flagrance if you get five flagrants you get suspended as well but a flagrant does not count as a text so luca is still good on his promise not to get this the 16th tech um <clears throat> it was funny watching like his reaction though to to, to being tossed Did you yeah see that's it? that's that's a new meme for sure oh yeah like as soon as i saw it i was like oh yeah that's gonna be that's 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 gonna be a, a gif is that how you say it young young blood Yes. All right. So it's gonna Not be a GIF. It's gonna be a GIF I use uh going forward. Um most definitely. So besides Luca, because again, we know what Luca gonna do when it comes down to it. Timmy, both games. He had 20 in the first game, 25 in the second. Uh he was nine for thirteen tonight, seven of eleven from three. Jay Rich was eight for 13 in the first game, nine for 14 in the second game, 18 points and 20. Like this is the most consistent he's been this week is the most consistent he's been all year. Pre COVID. This is the most consistent he's been. I'm loving what I'm seeing. I, I can't express that enough. I, I All I want is for this to carry into the playoffs. That's the part that's getting scary now. It's like, y'all boys are hooping. <laughs> Glenn said something a few days ago. Okay. That I know you saw because you replied to it. 
that he got me believing, man. <laughs> <laughs> he got me believing, and I'm afraid that I believe too much. And when if we lose, it's it's going to hurt even more. But <laughs> man, man, oh man, you gonna repeat it? Uh, not verbatim because I don't have it pulled up. But okay, there's a, he was basically saying based on the standings and possible matchups, there's a chance the Mavs can make the Western Conference Finals. Oh, Lord Jesus. And looking at it, it's possible. That's all I'm saying. It's possible. I'm not going to touch that because I, 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 the, the path that was laid out um, is not one that's going to fit my narratives so uh <laughs> we're not gonna touch that till we got to but um first round i, I can see that i can see okay. i can see okay. i can see getting my hopes up for the first round at the very least and then we'll worry about other things when we get there i, I would be remiss to not mention uh dwight powell's performance tonight 12 points nine boards four assists four blocks say that again Four blocks. I want to say they said it was a career high. Are we going to... Or matches a career high. Is the Versberg wall coming down and the Pow wall going up? The Pow Pow? The Pow wall? (laughs) The Pow wall. I can't do the Pow wall. I can't do it. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Man, I I don't... Dwight Powell got a... He got to have somebody boosted his ego. He took the um, super soldier serum, bro. Something ain't right. This is not the same Dwight Powell. Like, his whole attitude is different. He took the super soldier serum. Tell me. He did something. Something ain't right. He has been looking extra swole lately. Pause. Um, you ain't got to pause that. I know what you meant. You can't be too safe in these streets. But, uh, but yeah, Dwight, Dwight has been hooping. And, again is this here to stay? And so far I can't question it because the things that he's doing successfully are things that are always there for him. He just never has executed them this consistently, Uh, especially like hustling for rebounds and now getting blocks. Like usually he just swings at it and doesn't look like he's even trying to block it, but he's been getting there on these lately. He's been getting oops. Uh, He had a, a big putback tonight. Like, and it wasn't just with Luca; like he was hooping when hookah, hookah, when Luca was gone too. So I don't know. I feel good about it. Um, it was nice to to put away a weak opponent easily in both games. And you know, going into this last week, this is what I this is what I wanted to see from this team. Like we're getting into the right form at the right time. Um, and I feel like we should just go ahead and transition into the, the key pieces here. And I'll, I'm going to switch the order up a little bit. Let's talk about Dwight Powell. Like, is this Dwight Powell this week that we got? Is this the Dwight Powell that you expect to see going into this playoffs? <laughs> okay. Expect to see or want to see? I mean, of course we want to see it. Expect to see? No. Do you believe? No. In a seven-game series, Dwight Powell's not doing this, bro. Like, if he does, I will eat crow. I will bite my word. I will eat my words. But in a seven-game series, 
no sensible team is allowing Dwight Powell to do this. Now, maybe they're on some, oh, make Dwight Powell beat us, not Luka, but no. <laughs> and that could be, that's a lot of this too, I will say that, is that the releases that Dwight Powell's getting from for alley-oops is because they're double-teaming Luka on those pick-and-rolls. And Luke is just so big that he's still able to throw the passes over the top. Um, I think that uh, the matchup is going to matter here. Uh, there are certain teams that are going to be able to take that away and others that aren't. I'm curious to see if it is the Nuggets, how much they punish us on the other end with Jokic versus how much we're able to punish them in a pick and roll with Jokic. It's going to be a nightmare. Like you saw what Jokic did to the Clippers last year. It's going to be just like that. Maybe worse. Because mm-hmm. Zubas mm-hmm. is better than any big we have. So, Yeah. Very, very true. Well, not this lately Dwight Powell. This, the, 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 the new Dwight Powell. I don't know. I don't know. The new Dwight Powell might pull the clamps out. We just Uh-oh. gonna ride. We just gonna ride this Dwight Powell train, huh? I'm. I'm saying. Look, I'm not saying. Pause. I'm. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm not saying I believe. What I'm saying is, I'm willing to give him the chance. I'm not gonna kill him today. Of course, of course not. I'm willing not. to see it out. Um, I do think that this week's matchups, besides Bam Adebayo, which in that game he didn't really do a ton, but besides that game specifically the Brooklyn Nets we est- we established that their bigs are trash. Hey Jared Cle- Allen. Cleveland has Jared Allen. Right. But that's it. That that is that is he true. did not play 48 minutes. That is true. So I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see how we uh how we match up if it is the Nuggets, how we match up and if Dwight Powell is able to continue to be successful in causing problems for defenses with his his rolling action elite rim rolling action let me let me make sure i get that right uh um, relax <laughs> the second topic of discussion the joshes richardson has decided to get his shot together lately because of the pressure from the young gunner josh green how much of what either of them are doing do we expect to continue first through the rest of the season? And then how much, what can we, what do you expect to see as we go into these playoffs from these guys? I expect to see this continue for Josh Green. I do not expect to see this continue for Josh Richardson. <laughs> Simply so, because we have a sample size with Josh Richardson. We know who he, excuse me, we know who he is. Josh Green has not had the ability to show what he can do really mm. in consistent minutes until now and maybe like a few games early in the season. But at right. that point, he was still fresh, still adapting, didn't have training camp, didn't have summer league. He was adapting to the league. Right. Saw what he can do in the G League. He played great. Ever since he's come back from the G League, minutes that he's gotten, he's done something with. He's shown flashes of some talent being able to incorporate himself in the offense where uh, the offense can uh, complement his strengths right. on offense. We've seen Josh Green be good consistently since he's come back. Consistency and Josh Richardson do not even go in the same paragraph this season. <laughs> 
So based on history, I can't possibly expect this to continue going into the postseason. I can't. I expect him to fall back down. Maybe, you know, give us about eight points here and there, maybe 10 points. But other than that, no. Give Josh Richardson's minutes to Josh Green, please. So I have to to agree to some degree. I think uh, his mid-range shot is more reliable when he can, like, get to his spot. He has to figure out his spot and know his spot. I feel like he's been trying to do too much most of the season. Um, but, yeah, you can't really depend on it. I'm curious what that means for his minutes in the playoffs and how Rick is going to use him because we know Rick is going to tinker. Like, he's been testing stuff. He's got, like, his sample, his data, so he knows when to use who, when, where, and how. Um, Josh Green, do I expect to see him in the playoffs? I hope so. Kodak voice, but um, <laughs> but uh, I, I look at Josh Green and I, I'm reminded of Deshaun Stevenson in the, the I knew that's who the you title were. run. I knew I knew that's what you were gonna do because the stats don't really tell you the story. It's the hustle. It's the the aggressiveness on defense. Like he gets in the game, I expect steals and turnovers to happen. I expect him to get in the open court on a fast break and cause problems. Like this is what he does. He's a disruptor. He's a playmaker. He's Tyron Matthew from NFL people. Honey Badger. Honey Badger. That might be, I got to find out, the Tasmanian devil. Like, <laughs> is, that a, is that an Australian animal? I don't know, I, man. I, that's that's a Tas, I think that is an Australian animal, actually. So he, he's the Tasmanian devil. We're going to run with it for now. I'm about to look it up right now because Australia got some. I feel like, is Tasmania in Australia is the question. Um, Tasmania yeah, is a place. I'm pretty sure. I'm about to look that up. It's no way Tasmania is a place. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, until recently, it was only found on the island state of Tasmania. That's a real place. Wow. We learn something every day on this podcast, people. That's crazy. Um, Taz looks nothing like the. T- I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> But yeah, like I, I, I might run with that low key. Like, if y'all like, if y'all mess with it, I might put the poll out actually tomorrow after I release the pod. Uh, if y'all mess with the 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 nickname, the Tasmanian Devil, there will be a poll out. Go check the poll. I'm gonna look up other Australian animals we could possibly give him nicknames for. Okay, okay. But uh, we're gonna go with the Tasmanian Devil for, <laughs> off the top. If you come up with some other ones, I'll add them to the poll. But um. But yeah, that's what he does. He's a disruptor. He brings energy, intensity, fight. Even if the shot's not falling, he adds something to the game that I think he has earned himself 10 minutes a game, at least going forward. And then the opportunity to to get some minutes in the playoffs as well. Uh, I think he could be our best perimeter defender. One-on-one. You have to watch out for a couple of rookie mistakes he might make when veterans do certain things to him. But I would be I would be interested to see him getting more opportunities in that role. Um, very impressed with what he's done. I do think he should get Josh Richardson minutes when Richardson's not playing well. Like his numbers, his minutes should increase when Josh Richardson is playing like trash. That's just how I feel about the, the Josh situation. Um, anything else you want to add on the Joshes? Uh, 
We could call Josh Green the Mega Bat. The what? There's an animal in Australia called a Mega Bat. Sounds like a Digimon, right? It's not. It's real. <laughs> That's too close to Mega Bat for me. Oh my God. Okay. So, uh, call, him, call him a Dingo. I'm calling the man a Dingo. Tasmanian. What about a Tasmanian Tiger? Is that better? Is that a real thing? Yeah. While a dingo is a dog, that's wild. I feel like you just going down a rabbit hole of Australian. I, I need to. So. I need to. I need to stop. Uh, no, I don't. I really don't have anything else to add, right. though. Seriously, uh, I, I've basically said everything that I want to say. Uh, okay. We are on the same page, I believe. Give Josh Green's, give Josh Richardson's minutes to Josh Green. Facts. Now, finally, the big ish story of the week this week will be the return potentially of Porzingis and or Maxi Kleba. Now we got a couple questions from Tyler Edsel 76 and the homie Rolo who had questions about integrating them back into the lineup. Uh, I think Tyler asked how, how we think that should look. Rolo went as far as asking if KP should come off the bench Um Secondarily, he asked who we thought was making the call on resting him. Um, I'll go ahead and start with that part. I think that the training staff really is trying to be cautious with him because if he gets hurt, they probably reflect poorly on them in their eyes. But I think he's super pissed about it, and it's it's been affecting him. I'm I, I'm fine. I've been fine with resting him, but we're in a rhythm right now and we've got to work him back in. I hope he comes back soon, but yeah. How do you think it should look? How, how should KP Maxi return and look Ross first, lineup and rotation wise? First of all, I wouldn't bring KP back to the playoffs. Shit. Give him all the rest he needs. I don't, I don't want no, Oh, mm. KP's sitting for this. Uh, he's too, no, send him to the playoffs. What do you need to warm up for? He's been playing this season. He's warm. Oh, you said till the playoffs. Yes. I thought you were saying don't play him in the playoffs. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Hell no. Oh, man. I still want to win. I'm just saying sit him until the playoffs. So you don't think he needs a game or two to get back in the rhythm, make sure he's fitting in what we're doing? Because we're not playing like we were before. That's a good point. That's the part that scares me about this. But based on history... Feel like he's not going to fit regardless. I don't feel like this is mm. going to be the offense we see when he comes back, whether it's during the end of the season or during the playoffs. I feel like all of this is going to go away, and history has shown that. That's, that's a tough spot to be in because I feel like that first game he comes back is going to be the barometer. If he comes back in that first game and it feels like all of what we just did is lost, that's the end of him in the Maverick uniform. We would like it to be, but <laughs> uh, I just can't see it working past that. Um, if he, if he, if it completely falls apart, uh, part of it is him buying in to doing certain things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it does feel like he doesn't fit. And like when I look at what we're, we've been doing these past couple of games, I'm like, which role would KP be filling of these guys? And I, I can't figure it. Is he going to be Dwight Powell? Can't plug and play uh, KP, man. I wish he could be more of a role man option and then pop 
every now and then just because he can, you know what I mean? But he doesn't want to roll. He doesn't do it. Or he doesn't have the athleticism to be as successful with it as he maybe thinks he should be or would like. But he's seven foot three. It's like, dude, you can get to the foul line off of that action. Just go at the rim. They will hit you. With that being said, let's just say I don't expect KP to come back for the rest of the regular season. And let's say okay. Maxi does come back next week. Okay. Uh, I would start Maxi. Send Timmy back to the bench? No. <laughs> Send Josh Richardson to the bench. Ooh. And I know they haven't done it all season, so it's unlikely. I think it's something they should have done a long time ago because I feel that would make him more effective. Yep. Bringing him off the bench with the second unit, being able to handle the ball and such, uh, maybe get more touches, be more active. Uh, he can get more comfortable in the offense and do what he wants instead of spotting up for threes, which is not his game. Uh, that's what I would do. Uh, that's more That's more so unlikely. So the more likely approach would probably be uh, Maxi coming back and coming off the bench. Right. Uh, I think that's, that's probably what's going to happen as well. I think it is going to be Powell, KP. If KP does come back, I, I expect them to come back at some point because I, I just can't see them holding them out and completely until the playoffs. Uh, I feel like that would be a scary prospect. I think I, I think Dwight should stay on the bench. You went okay. Dwight has been on the bench, right? Yeah. Um, he's been they've been starting Willie, right? So yeah, Willie back to the bench as well. I think, in my opinion, that's what I would do. And start KP. I was put Willie KP in there, leave THJ in there too. Same, same. KP, Dorian Finney-Smith. Um, I think that's how we started the season, right? KP, Dorian Finney-Smith, Timmy, and Josh Richardson. Yeah, I think that's how oh, we wait, started Luka? the season. I think right. so. Oh, hold on, KP, you didn't play. But when oh, yeah, he first right. did, no, hold up. When he first did, I think we did go two bigs. We no. Did. No, I think because hold up, no shit, I'm messing up. We went two bigs. Oh, we did go two bigs, but we went Dwight. I think I was trying to remember something changed, but it was because they switched Willie with Dwight. Because Dwight came back before KP. Right, we switched uh, Willie and Dwight. Dwight started the season. He did. Yes. You sure? Yes, because I was stunned. Damn. I'm pretty sure he started the season, and people were shocked. Um. Maybe that's what it was. He finally recovering from that injury, like a saying, motherfucker yeah. coming back better than he was before. <laughs> and that's the thing is like, I almost like seeing him now, I almost feel bad for being so hard on him at the beginning of the season. Almost. Um, I said almost. Horseshoes, Rush Roulette is the only place almost counts. <laughs> but uh, that's some old shit. I mean, I'm old. That's what I do. Okay, you're right. I'm looking at, yeah, Dwight Powell, definitely. He was in the preseason and all that. So, but regardless, Tim Hardaway Jr. was in the starting lineup to start the year. Um, I don't know, man. It's I feel like Rick's going to be in a tough spot regardless. Uh, KP almost definitely is going to throw some things off. Maxi, I think you could be more flexible with off the bench. And considering what he did in the playoffs last year, or didn't do in the playoffs last year, 
uh, that's the safe way to go. Max to bring Power the is bench. back, baby. Now, if he exactly like bring them off the bench, like that's a dynamic bench unit. And um, if he's hitting, then obviously you can be flexible about things. Uh, do we need him to guard Aaron Gordon type of stuff? You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. It's going to be an interesting week. I hope we see both of them before the end of the week, though. I would love a bench unit of Jalen Brunson, uh, Josh Richardson, Josh Green, Maxi Kleba, and Dwight Powell. Yeah, that's that's a tough lineup. I wish I could whistle like that. (laughs) Just put your lips together and blow. Some people will get that reference. Pause. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. Uh, did you get the reference? I feel like I've heard it before. It's from a movie, right? Nah, it's Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. Oh, yeah, when she hung up on her. When she, yeah. The petty Peppa Pig, yeah. yeah. She's like, oh, you can't whistle? Oh, good. I mean, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> so what is whistling? Oh, you just put your lips together and blow. And the girl's like, like this? <whistles> Peppa said, click. <laughs> I know this chick did just whistle with his phone. <laughs> she didn't even know what it was two seconds ago. I've been trying to do it all episode. What's bro. going on? Peppa Pig and Caillou have single-handedly destroyed children, bro. I'm saying they. Pe- I see a little kid with a Peppa Pig backpack. I know to keep a wide berth. Pep, Pep Gang ain't no joke. <laughs> Pep Gang off the chain. Oh man, and I think that's a good way to transition into this break. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think that's the perfect way to transition into the break. All right, let's take the break, and then we'll come back with the unsung hero and the weekly forecast. So, I know you uh, probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh, I'm going to take over the reins again uh, to tell you a bit about our ad, our sponsor, Anchor. Uh, back in 2020, during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment, uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone, and that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place and the best thing of all anchor is totally free and on top of it being free you can acquire your own sponsors like the ad i'm doing right now through anchor so you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of seems like a fantastic deal to me If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. 
and welcome back to the Mavs Outsiders podcast. We're going to get straight into it with Reese's unsung hero of the week. I'm ready for this one. This week's Mavs unsung hero of the week goes to a man who some might think shouldn't have should have gotten it last week. Or no, was it last week or the week before? Week before last. And that is Dwight Powell. Congratulations to Dwight Powell. I, you know what? You, I've hated on you a lot, and rightfully so. You suck. But this week, you have played tremendously well, my friend. And you are a key instrument into the Mavs going undefeated this week, putting up crazy stat line numbers, uh, considering you know what we've seen from him in the past. Against Miami, he put up seven points, 10 rebounds, three assists, three steals, two blocks. Uh, against Brooklyn. He put up a wonderful stat line, uh, taking advantage of the lack of bigs on the team. 12 points, 10 rebounds, five assists, uh, one steal, and one block. Uh, Both Cleveland games, he came out and played well. Uh, Another team with really a lack of bigs. Uh, Eight points, four rebounds, three assists, one block. Really stuff in the stat sheet. Uh, Not all points, getting on the board. passing the ball around a lot. Uh, I talked about that earlier, the team uh, making sure everyone eats, and Dwight was getting in on that with his Jokic impression. Uh, Playing some defense, which we don't see from him often, with the four blocks in the second Cleveland game. Mm -hmm. So hopefully this can continue. Uh, I don't expect it to. Even if it doesn't, we'll always have this moment to look back on and talk about the moment with Dwight Powell, one Mavs, unsung hero of the week. And now, kick it to my co-host, Bibbs, for the final, is it the final? The final, yes, the final weekly forecast of the regular season, Bibbs. Thank you, Reese, uh, for that beautiful introduction. It is the final weekly forecast of the regular season, and let's get straight to it. Uh, It's going to be a grind on Tuesday. (laughs) We're going to face Grind City, the Memphis Grizzlies. Big game with Jaron Jackson uh, starting in the last Memphis Grizzlies game. I think it'll be a good barometer for us going into these playoffs. And, you know, it's glad it, I'm glad to see us facing a team that's still fighting for something as they're uh, fighting to, to maintain position in the play in situation. Uh, I expect a dub with the way we've been playing. But if we get a loss, it's going to feel like a setback. Uh, moving forward in the week, it's a back to back, folks. On Wednesday, we're going to be playing the uh, Pelicans. Uh, Ingram and Zion are dealing with injuries, but they also still have something to play for. They're just a game and a half back of San Antonio for that 10 spot. Uh, so again, something interesting to watch. Glad to be playing a team that has something to lose. A good test for us as we get ready for the postseason. Uh, moving forward to Friday, we're going to be playing the Toronto Raptors. And now they're not technically eliminated as of today, but they could be by then. Uh, will they have something to prove? Will they not? Who doesn't really matter? Because at that point, we should know our situation, depending on how the Blazers have done with their gauntlet this week. Uh, people are saying they want the Blazers to lose so that we can rest a little bit. But you know what? I'm I'm not here for the rest. I'm here for the test. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving forward. That was goofy as hell. Uh, the final game of the week is going to be against those Minnesota Timberwolves on Sunday. And they're six and four in their last 10. Uh, they're not quite a pushover right now. They're healthy. 
Uh, Ant Edwards has been straight hooping. Uh, we know those boys are going to come to play. I, I look forward to Josh Okogie and uh, McDaniel's assignment on Luca to see how he handles them because I feel like both do a pretty good job with them. And I feel like, again, that's a good test for us as we try to shape up for the playoffs. Folks, we are playoff bound. It's easy to look ahead to that, but let's hope the team isn't. Back to you, Reese. Um back to you bibs since you're the one hosting this episode but that was a wonderful forecast uh closing out the final forecast for the regular season um looking forward to these games we playing a lot of teams with uh you know something to actually fight for like you said even the minnesota timberwolves who clearly are tanking the wrong way but uh they seem to have a chip on their shoulder prove they're not the worst team in the league for some reason so you know <laughs> Right. They're, they're playing well. Uh, you know, Siakam had a huge game the other night. Like I said, they, the Raptors could be eliminated by then. Um, so maybe they won't be playing for much, but you know, that's not a familiar situation for these guys. So it's going to be hard for them to turn it off if they're playing. Um, and I think they killed us last time we played them. So it uh, should be an interesting game. I, I like all four of the games. I like facing a guy like Cat as we prepare for Jokic. Um, you know, I like facing the Grizzlies who we know are fighting for something. And, you know, that's a division rivalry. I think that there's bad blood there a little bit. So, and then we play the Pelicans, uh, James Johnson may end up starting. (laughs) So, uh, you know, they, they, uh, again, they can still get the 10 seed. Uh, I think Zion's broken finger situation, he might be able to play depending on how they handle it. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We will see uh, what happens just, with those games. Just, just imagine what it would be for the NBA if the Pelicans get in at the 10th seed. Imagine this. Mm-hmm. Pelicans make the playoffs at the 10th seed, not the playoffs, the play-in. Right. Go up against the Grizzlies. Ja versus Zion. Mm-hmm. One and two, Right. Lakers, hypothetically speaking, beat the Grizz, beat the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> Go up against the Pelicans. You get Zion versus LeBron for the play-in for the eighth spot. Hold up. Well, if the Lakers lose to the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I meant. Hey, if the if the Lakers beat the Warriors, we get Steph for Zion. Yeah. Getting juicy, man. Uh, yeah, the way these the play-in is shaping up, they're not getting rid of this format. Uh, yeah. Or they might change it up a little bit, like as far as like if there's a gap. But other than that, like you can't. There's no debate about whether or not it has added a level of interest to the end of the season for some of these teams that maybe didn't have a great season. Like Washington would have had nothing to play for. Um, it's it's not even that. It's the fact that around this time, people are checked out of the NBA season. We ready yeah. for playoffs. People are actually watching games because games matter right now based on the season. Right. So yeah. Like I have Bulls. I have Bulls fans. The Bulls are 29 and 39. I have Bulls fans watching the Pacers Wizards game intently because the winner of that game was going to be the nine seed and the loser was going to be the 10, who the Bulls are chasing, because they still have a chance to make the playoffs. And they're like, I'm watching this game to see who I need to root against. Like, who would be watching two below five hundred teams battling? to move for the, for, to the ninth spot. 
Like they almost they have a very outside chance of getting to eight, but who will be watching that game in a normal season? Nobody. Nobody. And it was huge. It was a huge, it was a tight game, went to the wire, like went to overtime, actually. Um Bradley Beal had 50. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. It's made the league that much more interesting. They with that and I think I can't remember who I was talking to, but between that and the the way they've changed the lottery to where tanking is almost pointless. Um, like there's very little to be gained from tanking. So like right now there's only six teams that are eliminated from the playoffs going into the last week. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, but we got to get out of here. I don't remember when we started recording this. I'm trying to get these closer to the hour mark. Um, but before we go, you know what we got to do. Of course. Of course. I've been looking forward to this part, actually. I'm going to let you start. What, what have you No, no, no. I'm going to let you start. Oh, I, I'm, I'm probably going to talk longer. <laughs> okay, I'm probably going to okay. talk longer. So. All right. So if you guys don't know, I do some some movie reviews for websites, uh, Hidden Remote and NetflixLife.com. Uh, both of them. Uh, this week, I did a review for the Netflix movie Monster, <clears throat> which came out Friday, starring my man, Kelvin Harrison Jr., and basically Kelvin Harrison Jr. plays a a 17-year-old dude that's living in the hood, but he comes from a good family. He's smart. He's in like theater club, all that good stuff. But he starts hanging around ASAP Rocky's character, who is a typical street dude. And like the street dude kind of looks out for him. He's like documenting his life a little bit. So that's how they're kind of connected. But some stuff goes down. And Kelvin Harrison Jr.'s character ends up on trial for felony murder. Now, if you don't know what felony murder is, that's you were committing a felony and somebody died. So now anybody that was involved can be tried for murder. And we meet him in the beginning of the movie. He's being booked. And you can just tell how scared he is. Uh, and the movie kind of goes back and forth between him in jail and, and on, on trial in court and the prosecutor calling him a monster to him hanging out with his friends, like taking videos and like looking at the sky. Like you can tell this kid is not supposed to be in this position, but he's here. And like slowly they reveal how he got there. And it just kind of, it has a little bit of a discourse on like the criminal justice system and how basically once you're in the courtroom, your humanity is erased and all the only things that matter about you are what you're able to prove in court. And it's, it's kind of deep. It could have been a little deeper, but uh, I thought it was a pretty good movie overall. That's all. So that one, that was the the more deep story uh, that I watched this week. It's got Nas in it. Nas is one of the prisoners who kind of gives him some guidance when he's in prison. Um, who else was in it? John David Washington plays ASAP Rocky's cousin, who is another street thug. Um, Jarrell Jerome from When They See Us and Moonlight, he plays a street kid as well, um, who was involved with what went down. Um, it's got a pretty big cast. Uh, I think what's her name uh, from Dream Girls? Um, Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson's in it. She plays his mom. Uh, Jeffrey Wright from The Hunger Games is in it. He plays the dad. Like it's it's a loaded cast. I think this movie was supposed to be bigger than it ended up being. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a solid movie, like a good deep movie to kind of watch and think <laughs> about. Like, I, it made me reflect on points in my life where I could have been in that situation, like, if I got in the car type of thing. 
You know what I mean? Um, I'm sure you probably have had those type of situations too. Are you saying that because I grew up in Baltimore? I mean, I'm sure the opportunities were there. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, just as a as a young kid, like that they make the point in the movie, like when you're a teenager, you're breaking the law probably every three hours, like whether it's smoking weed, drinking, like doing just little things, like they could get you in trouble with the law, jaywalking, um, just being arrogant in the street, like just stupid stuff, but things you don't really think can change your life could. Right. Um, so it made me think about that type of stuff. But moving forward, the bigger movie, the bigger event, I will say, I did go to the theater for the first time since August because uh, my theater opened. And I saw nobody. Uh, did you see nobody? No, I was about to say I wasn't. Nobody was dope. Really? It was dog. Like, I couldn't have picked a better like first movie to go back to the theater and see. So, so would you suggest because I've been fine I've yes. been looking for a reason to go back to the theater again since I haven't been since Mortal Kombat. Okay. For that I went to see Godzilla, but it's not much out that I wanted to go to the theater to see. So are you saying that I should go? Yes. Because yeah. I have an AMC subscription. I could literally go tomorrow for free. That's why I went. I got the Regal joint. Okay, cool. So yes. So here's here's did you go see John Wick in theaters the first, when it first came out? Okay, so I've never seen John Wick. God, I think I've heard. Think I heard you say this on your podcast, yeah. and your boys gave you hell for it, and they should. <laughs> I've never seen any of the Come John Wick on. films. Oh my god! <laughs> Dog. Hey, I've never seen The Matrix either. You watched The Boys? No, I didn't think you did. What what show was it? No, I'm actually I'm actually about to um I'm Hold about up. to start watching the boys. You did actually. watch John, uh, I mean uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, though, right? Yes. The episode where they introduce Agent Carter. Yeah, she was on some John Wick shit. You like okay, so that was that was directed by the John Wick dude. Um, nobody is actually written by the guy that did John Wick. Okay. And it's if it, it, I started feeling it when I was in there, I was like, "This got to be some John." Like, there's no way they just stole his whole flow bar for bar. <laughs> um. So basically, nobody. Have you seen the trailers for it? Um, I saw one trailer for it. It's my man from Better Call Saul. Yeah, I know. Um, I can't That's, remember his name right now, but yeah, it's slipping my mind as well. I'm bad with names. God, I'm, I'm look terrible with names. Yeah, look it up. So, a guy from. Better Call Saul, and like when they introduced the movie, Bob Odenkirk, Bob Odenkirk, Bob, Bob Odenkirk, yes, the homie. So Bob Odenkirk is like a regular guy. Like his week is normal as shit. Like they they start out and they're like Monday, and he like gets up out of the bed, makes his coffee, goes to the bus stop, goes to work, punches the numbers in on the keyboard, comes home from work, kisses his kids, eats dinner, lays in his bed with his wife who doesn't love him anymore. Um, Jesus Christ. Next day's Tuesday. He misses the trash taken out to the curb. Gets his coffee, goes to work, et cetera, and so forth. So it like goes throughout this throughout the whole week. And then one night, there's a robber in his house. And he's like, you know, take whatever you want. Like there's some, I don't have any cash. Just take the cash out of the bowl. And you can tell the robbers are kind of bumbling a little bit. And they have a gun. They're pointing the gun at him. But he's just going to let them take whatever they had, went and go. 
But then his son jumps on one of their necks and has them like in a chokehold. And the girl has the gun and she like points the gun at the kid. She's, you can tell she's not going to shoot, but she's like telling the kid to let him go. And the dad has a golf club, Bob Odenkirk. And he's coming up on her and you know, they do that action movie intense thing. So you think he's about to go in, but then he like looks and like his, his face softens and he stops. Um, and he tells his son to let the guy go. The guy gets up, punches his son in the face and like they leave. And so now his family is pissed at him because his wife saw all this go down. His son thinks he's a biatch. Uh, the cop even tells him like, I wouldn't let this happen to my family. <laughs> like that type of thing. The neighbor comes over. He's got like the, the old charger or whatever. He's like, man, I wish they came in my house. I would have gave them a couple. And like the son <laughs> thinks he's cool. Like that type of thing. And so I'm just feeling for my dude, like, what is going, like, how do we get from here to like, right. the trailer clip? Like, what's going on? But then they start letting you know, like, something's not right about this dude. So, like, he talks to, he goes to work that day, and instead of just punching in the numbers, he, like, turns on his old radio. And at first, it's just playing some smooth jazz or whatever. But then the radio starts talking to him. He's like, I heard about what happened. He was like, yeah. And, and so now he like starts going over. He was like, yeah, it was a couple of kids. And um, he was like, did they have a gun? He was like, yeah, they had a gun, but it wasn't loaded. So what kind of game? Oh, it was an old 38 special. Like, so you like, hold up. Where's this coming from? Like, who was this dude? Um, <clears throat> so you know that there's something different about him at this point. Then he goes home. And again, family still looking at him like he's a little biatch. And his daughter, who he's he's very close to his daughter, is like, Daddy, have you seen my kitty cat bracelet? And she's like, he's like, huh? The kitty cat bracelet? What do, what do you mean? Where was it? And she points to the bowl where the cash was that he told him to take. And so he realizes the people came in and got his girl's kitty cat bracelet. And without saying anything, he leaves out of the house. Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. I know where this is going. I know where this is going. So you're telling you know, me he turned up for the kitty cat bracelet. <laughs> so here, here's the <laughs> So if you know anything about John Wick, the whole joke was that he went off and killed like a hundred people because they killed, they his, killed dog. his dog. Right. That's the joke. So that's kind of how they go with the kitty cat bracelet here. Except so he goes after the people that did this. And like I said, it was just a bumbling couple of people, like they weren't organized anything. So that doesn't actually turn him into turning up. Like he started to turn up, but he caught himself and like relaxed. But then another opportunity presents itself and that's where shit starts going down. Some drunk Russians hop on the bus, start messing with a girl. And he's like, here we go. But then you fuck up the Russians. There's the connected to other Russians. And that's where we go down this whole rabbit hole with old buddy. I wouldn't Gets expect busy. him to be in... A film, an action film like this. And so there's more to it about his backstory. Uh, Riza's in it as well. He plays his brother, actually. I'm sorry, what? Riza plays his brother. So what the fuck they like the Dudley boys? You have to assume that he's been adopted. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you have to assume that Riza was adopted. Um <clears throat> but yeah, it it was it was lit. Um there was nothing that was not believable. Like he got jacked up in a lot of these fights. Uh, he gets shot, stabbed, beat, but he handles his business at the same time. 
and they give you like his backstory and like what he used to do type of thing and they definitely set it up for there to be sequels okay i think i'm gonna actually go see this no definitely check it out i might go see it tomorrow it's both funny and action-packed which is the whole beauty of john wick if i see it tomorrow or if i see it tuesday i will uh i'll talk about it at the end of next week's episode i'll talk about my experience all right what you got uh i have finished watching the um highly acclaimed amazon prime original show invincible this week okay and i am upset at myself for not watching it sooner (laughs) this show is fantastic um it's based on a comic by robert kirkman creator of the walking dead um right comic uh was created in 2003 uh it's based around a character mark grayson uh obviously there's not a lot i can say because this is a kind of show slash comic that has a lot of twists and turns so i know bibs has not watched it and he plans on watching eventually right so um like i said there's certain things i can't say but first of all the it's only eight episodes and in those eight episodes, you you really grow to feel and connect with these characters. Uh, Mark, his mother, um, Deborah, his father, Nolan, um, his relationship that he has with his friends and other heroes. Okay. Uh, you grow to connect with other heroes. There's so many storylines going on. There's honestly about three to four storylines going on throughout the season and considering the fact that it's only eight episodes and all of those storylines get wrapped up and told well is a testament to the writers on this show Mm. uh they also have incredible voice acting um steven yoon who played glenn on the walking dead is the voice of mark grayson aka invincible really yes okay uh jk simmons the voice of his father <laughs> Nolan which he is the best he, oh my god he killed it he deserves an Emmy for this honestly wow. I think it may be too late for him to be nominated this year right but he deserves an Emmy nomination for this for his voice acting on this Um, Sandra O oh plays his mother <clears throat> uh, there's a group of superheroes called the um, Guardians of the Globe who are basically like the Justice League. Right. And they are all voiced by Walking Dead um, actors. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Sonequa Martin-Green, who played uh, Sasha. Um, Who else? Lauren Cohen, Mm. uh, who plays Maggie. Stephen Cutlass, who plays... uh, Michael Cutlass, who plays... uh, Who played Abraham... Uh, I can't Ross Marquardt who played I can't remember his character's name in the show he was the gay character in the yeah show. the the guy who had the couple yeah okay like the main uh, guy with the curly hair yeah gotcha uh, and I think I'm not sure if that's it it might be someone else uh, oh the guy who played Tyrese okay in the show uh, yeah so they all have voice acting spots uh Seth Rogen helped, I think, produce it. I think he's involved with the boys also. <clears throat> is he? 
Yes. I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's involved with this, and he has a voice acting role on the show. Uh, this show, this, this show is really good. I, um, it's already been approved for season two and three. Yep, saw that. So definitely looking forward to that. Uh, I'm actually gonna go read the comics as well, uh, from start to finish. Just you know, uh, from what I've heard, even if I read the comics, it may not completely spoil everything because they did things in season one that were different from the comics, like in order and some characters got more fleshed out. So okay. I don't feel I'll be cheating myself or spoiling myself too much reading the comics. So definitely check out Invincible. If you have Amazon Prime, you will not regret it. I promise. Uh, it's, it's, it's gory. So if you're someone yeah. who doesn't like gore, uh, I'm not sure how you will feel about cartoon gore. So I'm not a I'm not a gore person, but cartoon gore is different than like real gore. I will me. say I saw the scene though. I saw the scene that I wish I hadn't seen. I seen the scene that I wish I didn't see. Um, of there's two scenes. J.K. Simmons character okay. washing. Yes, yes, everybody. Yes, yes, so yes, I don't don't yes. give me no context. Don't tell yes. me no episodes. Yes. But I saw that scene. and I was like, what is this show yes. and why? Yes. <laughs> yes. I I won't say what episode. I won't say why or when. Yeah. That was actually one of that. That's actually a twist. So I'm upset. I, that I, you saw I can that. Im- I can imagine. Yeah. It, it is, and it. it I, that's why I was upset that I saw. It. That's part. That's also a factor in why I haven't watched because I would have put some like, distance between. Because I don't remember all the details. That's like the biggest twist in the comics that happens like very early. So. And it's a twist in the show. It's the big. It's basically like the big plot of the entire season. I wish you didn't tell me that. Well, no, because <laughs> that's that's actually not true. Okay, it's actually not true. It's one of them. Okay, because like I said, there are different story. Lines. Right, right, right. So, so it's yeah, one that of them. just seeing that scene, I was confused about how this show can exist if this is what's going down. Like, but honestly. I wasn't spoiling anything, telling you that it's a, that it's a big plot because you don't know. You right. don't know anything. I don't know any. I don't know anything. I don't know who yeah. these people are. Why? I don't know. You know what's going on. Um, you haven't watched the boys. I won't even bring it up. <clears throat> but it kind of reminded me of a scene from the boys as well. Um, which again, a lot of people have compared it to the boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's another um, Amazon Prime show too. Right. Which is you know it's it's very coincidental. Um, I also did not know until you told me earlier that The Boys was based on a comic. Okay. Um, yeah, a lot of people have compared it to The Boys, understandably so. I don't I don't know how long The you Boys comic the Boys. has been out, but uh, Investable's been out since 2003. You need and to be watching John Wick, and you need to watch The Boys. Yeah, I know. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, after deep diving into Invincible, Mm-hmm. And just like where I know this story is gonna go, I think a lot of people will begin to stop comparing it to the boys. Mm-hmm. I think they're mainly comparing it for the gore and stuff like that because you know, based on what I've heard and know from the boys, I don't think it's comparable. So for me, I think it's more so that like somebody I don't want I hate using big words, but the compa- the thing that people are saying is this deconstruction of superheroes. Like superheroes are not perfect and have flaws and 
do things that you don't expect superheroes to do type of thing. That's not what this show is. Like, I mean, just from the, the I don't mean, I mean, all right, I'll ask you Trust one question. Me. I'm going to ask you okay. one question. Okay. J.K. Simmons' character, is he known as a hero to the public or is he a villain? Hero. That's the main thing. Right. Is like just seeing what he did reminds me of the character Homelander. Yeah, a lot of people are making that comparison. And I don't think there's, I don't think it's the same thing. It's not. Because I think, I, I, I can't imagine that he would be. Homelander, I think it's different because the, it, it's a cartoon versus real. Like Homelander has to do things like do press conferences and interact with little girls on the street. And uh, he has, you know, a kid and like a small child that it's a lot of weird stuff going on. And I don't know how the people get their powers and stuff in Invincible either. So that's a, a lot of it. Well. I don't think as far as I know, in season one, that's not explained. So Okay. So you um, won't get that answer yet? No. I think you do get it in season one of the boys. Um, you get the answer for Mark. Also. You get the answer for Mark. Is that Stephen Hume's character? Yeah. And okay. you get, yeah. So, um, Homeland. Okay. I understand. I understood people comparing him to Homelander because a lot of people saw that scene, and for right. what I know from the boys, Homelander is an asshole and he's a hero, but he really doesn't give a fuck about people. Like he's very, he's very clearly the strongest, <laughs> and everyone fears him. Like everybody acts around him a certain way just because they know he can kill them. Right, and that's, maybe maybe would. <laughs> that's not. That's not his case. His character. Okay. 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 I think I, I've got a feeling it now. I can make this comparison because you saw the scene, right? But instead of comparing him to Homelander, I would compare him to an Injustice Superman. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Also, there's a live action movie in the works. What? for Invincible as well. A movie. Yeah. yeah, it's been in the works for two, three years, about the same amount of time this has been in the works, so Robert Kirkman is 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 in his bag. Do you know if it's going to be a, like an Amazon Prime original or anything like I don't, that? I, I, I'm not sure. I think it's going to be a theatrical release. I'm not sure. They could do both technically, but yeah, that would be interesting. That'd they be could. Interesting. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. But, well, unless it's rated R, I don't, I don't think they should do it. Yeah, they could go theatrical and then Amazon has the streaming rights also. Right. Yeah. So. Kind of like the HBO Max thing. Right. Um, one thing, last thing I was going to say about the gore. Uh, for some reason, the gore in this disturbs me more than the <laughs> gore in like actual live action films. Okay. Like the gore in Mortal Kombat movie. Obviously, there wasn't as much as we expected, but. Right. It had nothing on the gore in this in this in this show, and you saw the scene, so you know, <laughs> like you yeah. got a t- you you got pause, you got a big taste of it. <laughs> Come on, son. and it's like it's it's so detailed because yeah. you see this animation, and it's kind of comparable to the '90s Spider-Man animation, like you know the cartoons. <laughs> And you see that, and you're like, "Oh, it's just this wholesome show." And then you're like, "Oh my god, what the fuck is happening?" Like, like I could imagine somebody clicked on that show, 
and was blow like horrified. Me, because I I wasn't gonna watch it <laughs> because I was like this shit looks goofy. Me until somebody posted that clip and I was like, yo, what is going on? The thing is, I didn't see that clip and I watched the show. Got you. I knew nothing about that clip. I just heard everyone talk about how good it was. And I was like, superhero, I like superheroes. Cool, I'm going to watch it. Mm. And I don't like animated stuff usually. Like, Yeah, I know you don't. That's why I wasn't going to... I was surprised that you said you were going to give it a shot. But I know you like superhero stuff. This is, well, a, so. this is a... Here's the thing. And it's weird because I, I just... I didn't think about it till the other day when I was like, why am I weird about like animated stuff? Because I'll watch animated like... Bojack Horseman type stuff. Like I watch F is for Family. Like you like adult animation, right? This but is adult animation, exactly, and that's where I think the the line is for me. Right. Yeah. So I think you'll enjoy it. I can't wait for you to watch it. Honestly, uh, it's gonna once you start, you're just gonna want to finish it. And that's why I haven't started. Yeah. <laughs> got too much scrap going on right now. I can't have another distraction. Yeah, make sure you do it when you got some time. <clears throat> All right. So definitely watch Nobody if you haven't seen it. If you can get to a theater, do that. Uh, if you feel comfortable, of course. Um, Invincible sounds like it's lit. I definitely got to check that out. Um, we'll definitely talk about it once that occurs after I get out of this class. And uh, Monster, like I said, it's it's a little deeper. If you're not into that, obviously you don't shouldn't check it out. But um, if you're interested in in that type of stuff, check it out. It's got a good cast, um, and it's an interesting story. So Monsters on Netflix. Uh, nobody's also available to rent at home, so you don't have to see it in a theater. And uh, with that said, Outsiders, we out. Outsiders assemble, baby. Let's go. I'm never going to say outside as we out again. <laughs>